0: and hey bill morning how's it going how you doing uh doing all right how about you guys
1: doing great um good five and four entering the bye um in in your mind what are the things most in need of improvement before you kick off the second half of the season against the jets
0: well I mean, there are a lot of little things to clean up but I would say overall consistency would be probably our number one thing just just being able to execute and coach and play with more consistency.
2: That would help us. Bill, when you look at the consistency things, you start to look at maybe some of the issues that are affecting, whether it's the old line. Uh, are some of those problems that you're able to see on film, is it guys just getting to bad techniques, or uh, or is it more of a scheme thing that's leading to some of the inconsistencies? Well,
0: it's probably a little bit of everything. Probably a little bit. I ran, Bill. When you look sure. at when you look at Matt Judon and the the season he's been having, he now leads the league with sacks. Uh, is he the best defensive player in the NFL in your eyes? I haven't seen all the players in the NFL this year. It's really focused on our team and the teams we've played. So, but yeah, Matt does a good job for us, and and has uh, obviously caused a lot of negative plays and disruption and. And um, you know, he's, he's playing, playing well and playing hard, and you know, he's been been really productive
2: for us. Bill, uh, kind of going off of that, I think it's your 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 defensive line, your front seven, has done a tremendous job of getting after the quarterback. Uh, as you look at the tape, what are you noticing that's kind of leading to to you know the success that you're having up front?
0: well, we had more success when we've been in control of the game and, you know, big the situation to our opponents. You know, we didn't really have that in, in Chicago. And, um, so again, it's complimentary football. Just everybody, everybody performing. Well, coverage, the pass rush, they play off each other. Can't really have one without the other. Um, so a lot of our pressure on the due to do the good coverage. Um, our, a lot of our coverage is due to good pressure on the quarterback. So we combine those things. That's, that's good team defense. And, um, you know, we'll just have to continue to, to try to play that way and play good complementary football with, you know, all the units working together. Um, that's really the key for us.
1: Bill, my guy Shime over here says that he feels like Mac has an issue when it comes to seeing the field. Um, Shime, I don't want to speak for you, but um, uh, are you, Bill, w- w- do you see that at, from time at times when it comes to Mac?
0: Uh, I think that's one of his strengths. I think he sees it feel pretty good. But, yeah. Okay. Sure, Shime's got his opinion. That's fine. But, <laughs> no, I think he sees it feel pretty well. <laughs>
1: Yeah, just do what we do. We don't pay any attention to Shime's <laughs> opinions either, Bill. I, 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 I you yeah, and I'm, I, are, I talk to a wall uh, here. <laughs> yeah, you and I are, are in the same on the same page when it comes to that. <laughs>
0: uh, Bill, the defense did great against uh, uh, against third downs yesterday. Uh, Judon after the game said that Josh Uche is the one that is, is communicating uh, when it comes to third down. How impressed are you by him, his play, but also the way that he's able to? Communicate with the team uh, as a relatively young player still. Yeah, he's pretty much been doing that all year. Um, you know, we started uh, really working with him in those areas in um, early in the spring, started of the off-season program, and you know, Josh done a good job. He's really embraced embraced that. Um, so. Again, yeah, it's um just you know making sure we're we're all on the same page on what we're doing and and uh you know those guys are starting to you know work together. I mean minus far more. Hopefully we'll get him back in there. Um uh, but you know, Dan and um Josh, Juan, Mac Wilson, obviously, you know, wise Judon, um, and Uche, you know, kind of our age guys there, so Yeah, but, you know, Josh is is a smart kid, and, you know, he's done a good job. He's really, you know, gained a lot of experience and confidence here in the last, especially this year, but, you know, even even last year and the second year. Bill, you always talk about, uh,
2: you know, cleaning up some areas, and when you look at special teams, I think maybe some of the things that you look at is, you know, just the punt team and just as far as the net punting uh, goes. But one of the areas on your special teams that seems like consistently, you know, week in and week out, you you know, the return game seems to look good. You guys had another a block punt. Um, how 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 important is it to continue to make sure that special teams is playing a major factor um, in a positive way uh, moving forward, but also knowing that you have to clean up some of those other things?
0: Yeah, well, that's a, an important part of the game every week. And, you know, we have a number of players who are really core-type players that, you um, are almost totally dedicated to the the special teams and besides obviously the specialists, but, you know, Slater, Schooler, DeMarcus Mitchell, uh, Webb, uh, guys like that. And then then there are other players who are involved in anywhere from, you know, one to three or four phases. Um, But those guys are have primary roles. Their primary role is in the kicking game. And that gives us some flexibility where they can do different things and, you know, move them around and, use them in, in different matchup roles, depending on what we're facing and what the scheme is that we're looking at that particular week. So, um, you know, Cam, Cam and Joe, um, uh, special teams coaches, they do a great job with that. You know, Slater obviously gives us a lot of, you know, on-field communication and leadership and, uh, you know, guys like Peppers and John Jones and Mac Wilson, Dubai, you know, those guys are playing quite a few snaps. Duggar, you know, Playing few snaps in the kicking game, um, and and along with our core guys, it's given us a, you know, some pretty solid units. And as you said, con- fairly consistent production in the return game, um, you know, in the in the coverage game, and you know, the specialty kind of plays, you know, like the onside kick recovery, you know, that was a big one for us last week. Um, you know, those situational plays that you don't think about it too much until they come up. And then once they come up and you know, everything rides on them. So
1: bill Tom Brady became the first NFL player to throw for over a hundred thousand yards last night. Vast majority of those obviously with you here. Did you ever think that we would see that?
0: No, no that's a tremendous accomplishment by Tom and you know, a real credit to you know, everything about him, his longevity is, accuracy, consistency, um, you know, just doing so many things right in the passing game for so long, um, uh, yeah, it's a phenomenal accomplishment and, uh, I'm really happy for him. Nobody deserves it more than he does. He's, he's worked extremely hard and, and, uh, just very good at what he does. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's an amazing, that's an amazing stat. He's I don't even to- know how far 100,000 yards is. It must be a long <laughs> way. I don't, I don't know how many miles, or I have no idea, but that's that's a, that's, that's a great accomplishment.
1: It's actually 56.8 miles, Bill.
0: Jesus, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> yeah.
1: But you think he's how? How many more? You think he's got a couple more years in him, Bill?
0: Uh, you would have to talk to him about that.
2: Bill, when you have the bye week and kind of, uh, I think the most important things teams try to do is kind of get some of that self-scouting, self-evaluation. What What's the message that you try to, you know, convey to your team during the bye week uh, to kind of make sure that they understand, you know, where they are and where they're headed?
0: Uh, yeah, well, that's just it. Try to Try to identify the areas that, that you need to improve on and maybe address some of the, the things that may be, you know, coming up that you may or may not have had to deal with earlier in the season. Um, but yeah, this would be a big, you know, big opportunity for us and, and honestly a big challenge for us to, you know, try to and take a positive step forward here in our development as a team, you know, in the last eight regular season games. Uh, so, we'll try to do the best we can with the time and opportunity we have.
1: I don't know if you have big plans for the bye week or if you're a bowler, but we got an event with Ty Lott tomorrow night. If you want to come out and bowl, Bill,
0: I appreciate the invitation, but no, we'll, we'll be here. We'll be here. We got, we got stuff we need to do, <laughs> but thank you.
2: Well, Bill, but my last question before I go,
1: big balls or candlepin when oh. you do bowl, Bill,
0: Yeah, I mean, all of the above. Duck <laughs> pins, pen pins, candle pins. Yeah, I've hit them all. Not very many of them, but I've hit them.
2: So, I, 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 Bill, I had a an autograph signing over the weekend, and I was fortunate to be able to sit right next to Lawrence Taylor. And I had told him, you know, he put a little message together for my son, who's a huge fan of him, my son at AZ, because you know, kind of tried to pattern his game after him. And I asked him about you. He had glowing things to say about you. What made LT such a unique and great player? So I can then convey them to my uh, my boys at home that play defense to actually meet him in person. I was I was literally I was I kind of was starstruck because it was Lawrence Taylor, and you know, you watch him play. But what made him so unique as a player?
0: Well, first of all, if they have you and LT doing autographs together. You must have got a pretty good paycheck for that one.
2: <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> pretty good draw there.
0: Um, yeah, you know, I, honestly, it, it's. I couldn't just. I can't say enough great things about Taylor. Um, he he's an elite talent for sure, but beyond that, that, um, is His physical and mental toughness, his instincts in the game, Um, he had a great feel and could just tell a lot of things before the ball was even snapped, just by the way, you know, the way guys looked at him, the way their posture was, uh, the way that he could anticipate things, you know, that would happen in the game. Uh, And he saw a lot of, obviously, all the double teams and every possible way you could take care of him. And. And he, he was able to figure out how to, how to deal with all that uh, attention that he was getting uh, from, the, from the offense in terms of you know blockers and running away from them and things like that. He was very – he's a very, very smart football player, um, as good as anybody and better than most. But, you know, like in the Rodney Harrison category, um brewski guys like that that just had a tremendous football iq and instinct and and you know taylor never came off the field I and mean, it's not like some of these you know you see guys rotate now they play three or four plays and jog off and really he never came off the field but he knew what the key plays in the game were um he you know third down and red area and you know key key plays that could really you know everybody knew this is a big play in the game and i would say those are the plays that he he consistently played his best on so again that just goes into the whole instinctiveness and awareness and savvy and just being a really really good football player you know i was a special teams coach there and I used him on all four teams you know he he covered kickoffs which nobody could block him he covered punts as a gunner which nobody could block him out there now that led to some other problems when people started using like Dexter Manley and Monty Coleman and other guys similar type athletes out there so that was a situation I wish I really probably hadn't have started but they couldn't block him and then you know he was on on punt rush, I mean, you know, he was really hard to block for the punt protection team. You, know, you got a bunch of DBs and you know linebackers in there trying to block Taylor. And then on kickoff return, he was he was a you know on the front line. He was kind of a kickout block guy, and so he would come across the field and you know sometimes wipe out two or three, four guys you know on one block. Um, Because he had the, you know, explosion and timing playing the open field. So when you look at his skill set and his ability to transfer it onto the football field, you know, to move as fast as he did and create as much contact and force as he did, um, that's, you know, being able to hit on the move in football is, is a is a tremendous skill, and I would say. There's nobody that I've I've been around that was better at it than him, you know. May, maybe Harrison, who wasn't nearly as big. I mean, Rodney was a big guy, but not big like Taylor was big. Like those two would probably be the the two most explosive players that you know that I think I've had. But Taylor's really in a class by himself. I can't I can't really. I can't put anybody really that close to him coached a lot of great players, but he's, he was really, he was really just unbelievably dominant.
1: Bill Wiggy brought up his son. If you coach long enough, would you do him a solid and draft his kid?
0: (laughs) You know, it used to be, um, you know, it used to be the, the players, you know, sons, and now it's even moving down to the next generation that those kids are starting to come up. So, um, yeah, it's starting to, yeah, I'm starting to see multi-generations of, of, uh, yeah, but I've had plenty of, you know, sons of players I've coached or sons of players that I've coached against. Um, and, it's, it's really, you know, it's fun to watch players come in as rookies and grow and and retire and have great careers, and then you know, sit around long enough, and then here comes another one. Um, so, you know, like like Orlando Brown, having him at Cleveland, and then the new Orlando Brown, you know, <laughs> coming to Baltimore and now Kansas City, and he's really kind of a spitting image of his father, and now, you know, Wiggy, and... Um, you know Bruski and Troy Brown and I mean all these guys. I mean all their kids are playing and it's like they're all pretty good too. so yeah it's it's really fun to watch them all grow up and and the the high school college and and then you know pro players.
1: never mind Shula's record. what you got to do is coach until you can draft somebody's grandson
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you, there's, there's a couple kicking around there. Ninkovich. I mean, these guys send me are you know, I see the clips of their kids playing and, and, uh, you know, follow them a little bit. And I'm telling you, we got a lot of, we got a lot of football players running around here.
1: <laughs> All right, Bill. Well, um, great to talk to you this morning. Congrats on the win and we will talk to you again next week.
0: All right. Sounds good. Have a good week. Thanks, right. Greg.
1: There's, yep. There's Bill Belichick.